I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded in the Living Kitchen Studio. I have a really, really fun conversation from the Programming Lounge presented by Convo by Design at the West Edge Design Fair. This talk is called Color Mix Forecast 2019. The conversation features Sue Wadden and Michael Plank from Sherwin-Williams. As directors of color marketing for Sherwin-Williams, they put together an amazing presentation, and you can hear it here. Now, this talk was a challenge for me, uh, a real challenge to put together for you, because Sue and Michael have the visual presentation of color and striking images over music. As this is a podcast, it would be really odd to have you listening to music and trying to visualize what the images actually are. I was there for this talk and watched it live. And what I noticed while editing this was something amazing happened. I've experienced this before, but this time was more extreme for me. Listening to Sue and Michael explain their color palette was more expressive to me than hearing and seeing it together. Does that make sense? There have been studies that suggest that the brain is malleable and that when one sense is lost, others become stronger and uh, th basically they become stronger to compensate for the loss. I tried something here and listened to the recording of this talk and after tried to compare the, the experience. What I found was that the colors I visualized while listening to Sue and Michael were more vivid and more personal to me because I attached suggested colors like dark rich blues and vivid yellows to my own experiences as opposed to the images provided in the presentation. I'm not sure what's happening here totally, but it was really, it was a wonderful experience, and I hope you can feel the same sensations I did. It was pretty cool, and the best part for me was that I left feeling truly inspired, like only color can do. Before we get into this conversation with Sue and Michael from Sherwin-Williams, I want to thank you for listening and invite you to join in the conversation. You can find us at Convo by Design on Twitter and at Convo by Design, this time with an X, on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find videos from these conversations on our YouTube channel. Again, search Convo by Design and you'll find over 150 videos from some of your favorite guests and conversations, including the following. If you like the show, please send it to a friend so they can join in our design community. Thanks for listening. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond, a family-owned company serving the design and architecture community for 70 years now. They provide superior service and innovative world-class products to create an amazing shopping experience. Products like the full line of appliances from Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. They too have been providing moments worth savoring for over 70 years because Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove appliances embody passion, dedication, and a commitment to the designers and architects who create dream kitchens for their clients. Your clients are demanding innovation, the latest in technological advances, and exquisite design, and Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove appliances deliver. This is their commitment, and they deliver on this by setting their sights higher and focusing on what demanding consumers are looking for now and what they're going to be looking for in the future. A family of products whose stunning good looks matches their commitment to quality and performance. From Sub-Zero food and wine preservation, Wolf precision cooking, and now Cove dishwashing capabilities, all styled to blend seamlessly into any design you can create. If that weren't enough, you can find some amazing offers and rebates. 
You can find the full line at Snyder Diamond Showrooms. You can also visit the Sub-Zero Wolf Cove Living Kitchens in the Santa Monica and Pasadena showrooms and see for yourself. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to West Edge Design Fair 2018. Thanks for joining us here in our Convo by Design Programming Lounge for our next talk, which is presented by Sherwin-Williams. Color Mix Forecast 2019 is the topic. And we're so pleased to have Sherwin-Williams is here as our official paint partner. Every uh, wall color you see is a Sherwin-Williams color, and we've tried to note which one because I know a lot of people love to know what color that is so that you can uh, recreate it in your own environment. So with that, I'd like to turn it over. Uh, we want to we wanna let uh, Sue and Michael get the program underway and talk Absolutely. about Color Mix Forecast 2019. I don't know if we're... Oh, we're on. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I am Sue Wadden. I'm the Director of Color Marketing for Sherwin-Williams, and this is... I'm Michael Plank. It's great to be here. I am also a Director of Color Marketing. We, we kind of split duty a little bit, um, and I focus more on our segments, our wholesale segments, and Sue gets... I get, to, I get to talk to designers. So what we're going to present today is our annual color forecast, which we present um, all throughout the fall um, to thousands of designers. But because we're here on a panel discussion um, platform at West Edge, we thought it would be a nice opportunity to kind of give you like a behind the scenes glimpse of this presentation and then open it up to questions after. Um, so I know we don't always get to do that. So we thought this was the perfect platform for that. So we're going to start. It'll be about 45 minute presentation and uh, then we'll have some time for questions. So um, again, welcome to our 2019 forecast, uh, which we call Color Mix. You'll see on the screen, um, we'll take you through the journey uh, visually with a, a presentation on the screen. But this is our um, kind of our graphic logo and also a representation of where the palette starts, which is 42 colors. Um, these are the key colors and directional colors for 2019 into 2020. And we'll talk about the macro influences that get us to this palette of colors, but also the materials and finishes that support and validate these trend directions. So I'll talk about the macro themes, and Michael's going to talk about materials and finishes. Um, Michael, um, he's being modest. He's, our, he's uh, one of the senior members of our color forecast team, and he brings um, a really um, specifically pattern, finish, and texture background to our platform. So I think this year's the best presentation we've done. So we'll start with a video, uh, sort of a promo video. Every color has its character. Some born in distant places and shaped by epic voyages. Some colors recall the past and others live in the moment and some take you places you've never been before. 42 colors and their personalities are collected here in the 2019 Color Mix Forecast. So every year we develop this forecast and uh, the challenge is also always how we bring these color stories to life. Um, we know as designers they're directional colors every year. Colors are moving in and out of trend. Um, but how do we kind of capture the imagination of designers and present that information in a unique way? So this year we talked about personalities. There's six different stories and each story has its own character. Like if I, you know, say Shapeshifter is our first palette. If I like those colors, I'm a visionary. So you kind of um, characterize where the palettes are and it kind of brings them to life in an interesting way. So our first palette is Shapeshifter. Well, here's, the, here's all six themes, again, and their characters. We've got Shapeshifter, Wanderer, Aficionado, Enthusiast, 
naturalist and raconteur. And we start with Shapeshifter. So the inspiration here and sort of the macro driver um, is space inspiration. That's a really key, it's kind of been um, emerging over the last couple years, but it's definitely mainstream. So we're seeing inspiration and references um, from the space and cosmos. Um, and that's translating very specifically to color and finish. Um, the material story here I think is really beautiful. So here's a mood board to sort of capture the flavor and tone. Um, when we develop these sort of macro themes, we, we center around four specific influences or drivers. Um, those are the big themes, those are the big concepts so that are kind of funneling the direction on color. So you'll see in the palette, there's really rich um, dark blues. Blues are a key color next year and into 2020, um, but with a pop of citrus yellow and sort of like effervescent neutrals um, that really uh, palette cleanse the darker, the darker blues. Our specific influences are space, um, artificial intelligence. Uh, what's the third one? I'm having a hard time seeing. Oh, here, it's better over here. Spiritualism and fashion. So our first influence is space. Um, whether you're looking at your Instagram feed or you follow NASA on Twitter or whatever the references are, there are gobs and gobs of space references out there in design right now. Um, even so much as, as bakers that are making really beautiful desserts that are all inspired by the galaxy. So we're seeing this trend in finish in material in fashion as well, which we'll go over in the next slide. Um, artificial intelligence. You know, this is a hot button topic for trend forecasters um, because we know innovation and technology is changing the game when it comes to AI, um, AR, robots, you know, redesigning the way we're looking at healthcare. So as we continue to watch this trend moving forward, um, it's a key component of what we're um, focused on, but it's also the conversation between how technology is pushing us to be non-human and what's the interaction between humanity. So how are we using technology to solve those problems? So it's gonna be an interesting discussion that we're gonna obviously continue to have um, as we watch how technology is gonna change the way we do our jobs. Uh, the idea of spirituality. So spirituality, the model of spirituality has really changed. It's not just that people are going to church to pray. They're looking at yoga. They're looking at mindful meditation. They're looking at you know, healing crystals and light therapy as a form of expression of their own spiritualness. Um, so again, this is just a key driver in um, design and trend moving into 2020. And fashion. Um, from all points of the runway in um, fall, winter, and spring, summer, we saw these sort of space age references from Balenciaga boots that have little constellations on them to really innovative texture and material. This second section, we'll, we'll talk about um, the finishes that support it, and I'll, I'll kick it over to Michael to talk through this. Okay, thanks, Sue. So for every one of our collections, we do uh, do a deep dive on the materials, um, finishes, and also patterns, if appropriate, for some of our collections. And you know, when we do our research, we come to shows like West Edge is a great show. Walking through here, seeing a lot of great new techniques, new finishes, materials, patterns. Um, we also go down Abiante, Maison. We try to get out there and see what is really happening in the world, cutting edge, that is affecting color. As we look at color and we put these palettes together, we cannot ignore uh, the materials, the finishes that are happening because they go hand in hand. So as we go through this for Shapeshifter, I think there's a lot of really fun uh, things happening as we've been seeing this whole idea of this translucent kind of mineral stone uh, has this very ethereal, uh, very mysterious kind of feel to it. When we talk about outer space, again, you can't ignore what is going on with space. You're seeing that whole uh, first man is just hitting the theaters, I think last weekend, uh, where Neil Armstrong is played by uh, Ryan Gosling, ironically. I don't 
Hope get he takes that. his shirt off. <laughs> Don't really get that casting, but again, <laughs> see, we I are. See files, right? Yeah. I got it. Sorry, Michael. Yep. Um, <laughs> but again, you know, the, this whole fascination. Um, you know, Bowie started it long, long ago, and and when he passed away, I, I started to see it show up back into the marketplace, and we feel like it is coming back. Uh, what happened in the '60s? You know, the first man in space. This whole idea of this mysterious space, which I think this is slide really shows that well, and materials, how the materials and colors in that reflect. Uh, what we're seeing out in the marketplace. Um, the second one here is iridescence. Again, very uh, wonderful finish across a lot of different materials. You're seeing it in automotive, as you can see on the Rolls-Royce in this slide. You're seeing it in fabrics. You're seeing it on tile. And I think one of the most exciting uh, materials we're seeing it on is metal. I've been seeing that uh, you know, in a lot of different metal uses, whether it's lighting, whether it's flatware, which we'll see in the gallery images, but it is a really great, this heat anodized look um, that simulates, again, this is something that's, you know, it's five, 600 years old. They used to do this as a technique on armor back in the medieval times. But it's interesting to bring that into a space stage look and how it really complements the shapes and forms that we're gonna talk about really well. Um, this whole idea of this atmosphere, kind of Iceland atmospheric feel. Not to go back to movies, but if you ever remember the, the Superman in the 70s with Marlon Brando and all the crystals, which is another reference in here, and the whole world, you know, that whole kind of ice atmosphere, I think this slide captures it really well. And as we go into the next one, again, this whole idea of you know, being surrounded and immersed in ice. And that is also reflected in the next slide. This is out in the marketplace. One of those slides, the top right, um, is I think that's CB2's merchandise. And we've been seeing this faceted look for some time, but it's really interesting to see it finally find a home. And it, it really has a great home within Shapeshifter. Um, here you're gonna see a lot of different finishes on here. That's matte, but they have a lot of different textures in this faceted look. It's also showing in felt. Um, we're also seeing that look where you're combining materials, where it's like a concrete and glass on the far left. So really fascinating, very kind of space-aged. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that whole, um, you know, things being, you know, lava or molten, like an earth being formed, planets being formed, which is showing on this next slide. That's also really important within this collection. And it brings in, when Sue talked about the palette, uh, she talked about all these wonderful, cool blues, but there's that pop of, like, gold in there, which is like that star color. Yeah, and you're going to cool. see that reflected in this material. And I think that's going to take us. Okay, this is another great product slide that we've been seeing out there. Um, you know, that whole idea of the mineral texture, is, it's, you know, moving into um, fabrics and, and a lot of different other uh, materials. But, you know, the geodes, seen it for a while. Again, a great home and shapeshifter. But I also like that pop of gold, as you can see on the edge of some of that, how they brought in that really fine hit of gold along the edges. But it's still unrefined. It's still like these shapes are being formed. And then finally, we're gonna talk about wood. This is something that we brought new into the collections recently. And you can see right off the bat, they almost feel like they're glazed over in ice. Everything here, as far as wood finishes, very tight patterns, uh, as far as the wood grain on it, has kind of a smoky feel to it, that burled edge to it. Again, almost feels a little bit like you're looking up at the stars. And now, um, we'll go in, every one of our collections has this gallery selection to it, section to it. So our second palette is Wanderer. 
And um, not often do we um, spend a lot of time talking about fashion's influence in interiors, um, but for whatever reason, they were, it was really strong references this year in, in multiple collections. So that's really where Wanderer started. Um, last winter, we had seen French fashion houses focus um, on the American Southwest, and it was really driving our conversation of where um, sort of the rustic farmhouse vibe that we've seen um, gained so much popularity kind of transition into this desert modern aesthetic. So we'll walk you through that in Wanderer. So here's the mood board, um, definitely. I mean, you can see the references here with the American Southwest, um, but in particular, let's talk about the colors. Um, this is a really, really warm palette. So even the neutrals, um, trend, trend um, and colorist, are continuing to talk about how gray is absolutely moving out and warmer neutrals are coming back into play. But we're not talking about beige. We're talking about bone-colored neutrals, um, sort of a different variation on what we've seen. We're certainly not going back to beige. Um, but there's car um, caramel and camel tones in here and dusty sort of denim blues. And the overall approach is much warmer. It's much earthier and it's much rooted, much more rooted in sort of um, the American colors in the American Southwest. For influences, we'll talk about rural lifestyle. We'll talk about modern cowgirl, Georgia O'Keeffe, and the whole desert modern um, style. So rural lifestyle, um, we continue to read reports about how millennials are getting so frustrated about urban living. It's so expensive to live in these big cities. So um, younger generations are looking to move out to the to, to start sort of like a farmsteading style. It doesn't mean you're moving to the suburbs. They're taking that to the next level and they're moving to cities where they can really get out and have chickens and goats and can vegetables and have sort of like a permaculture approach to living. And what that's doing is it's setting up really interesting dynamics in cities like Nashville and Charlotte. Smaller, um, smaller much more livable, less expensive cities are getting this really strong infusion of designers and artisans that are kind of redefining how we're looking at design um, sort of like a grassroots approach. It's a really interesting trend that uh, we're, I think we're going to continue to see and gain momentum. I read a statistic like last year over 3.4 billion people, I think that's an, it's in our notes, um, got out and went camping for the first time. Like that's an enormous number for people that are really starting to get out of the grind, take, put their phones down, get away, and go experience um, the outdoors. Modern Cowgirl, again, here's this uh, reference. So this is Dior, this is Chanel. This is taking the idea of the freedom of expression of like the American Southwest, like getting on your horse and the hair is blowing your, hair is blowing your you know, the wind's blowing your hair back um, and sort of exploring what that freedom is. There's a socio um, uh, influence here in, you know, the, the power of the woman, right? This is the she movement, but it's sort of in, in, interpreted here as freedom of expression. Georgia O'Keeffe. So there was a retrospective um, at uh, a museum in Brooklyn this year that showcased um, Georgia O'Keeffe's style, which is very androgynous. Um, she was sort of, it was almost like puritanical, right? The, there was um, very little adornment. It was very simplified. Um, and so there was an exploration of how her fashion influenced her art, which I think was really interesting. Um, Georgia O'Keeffe is iconic. She's tied to the American Southwest. So again, those visual references from Ghost Ranch, we had seen a lot of um, movement and activity on social media around, around it, surrounding Georgia O'Keeffe. So, so we put her in as a, a key influence. And then this desert modern thing. So I'm, I mean, we're, are we done with shiplap and mason jars, right? I mean, we're ready to explore what's gonna be next. Um, and I really do think that this is going to take hold um, as a, 
I mean, Ralph Lauren is celebrating 50 years of design. I think you've probably seen the shelter magazines that have come out that are talking about it. He is iconic desert modern style from the 1990s. Um, it's super beautiful. It's rooted in the earth, soft leathers, and really tactile materials. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, so we ID'd this as a, a key influence. Michael's going to take over for finishes and materials. Okay. So for finishes and materials, you really couldn't, um, you couldn't do the West without having something about leather. And I really like this slide because it's not what you would expect. This isn't like that tooled leather with the leaf pattern stitched along it on a cowboy boot shank. This is a very modern interpretation of leather, very austere, very utilitarian. Um, this essential touch, this is something that we saw, we've been tracking this for a while. If you um, saw some of our previous color mixes, we had Holistic two years ago, which we really started seeing this whole idea of soft, um, very tactile elements and how people that brings in wellness and people feel more comfortable about them. That continued into sincerity last year, and now we're seeing the same thing uh, take place and having a home here in the Wanderer collection. Again, a lot of very nice, soft, matte uh, finishes. You're seeing this across the industry as well. Whether it's automotive, you're seeing a lot more, uh, you know, not glossy, overly done finishes. So this is very much a contrast to what you see in Shapeshifter, where you have these glossy, iridescent, um, very kind of ethereal type of finishes that have depth to them. This is more about the material itself. You are listening to Sue and Michael from Sherman-Williams and Color Mix 2019. It's amazing, right, to hear them talking about these colors and, and feel it, and you can see it in your mind's eye, and it's really cool. I do this to to share new experiences with you, and if you're in the trade, having resources like this is important, and I want to share another resource with you. It's Article. If you are not familiar with Article, Article is an online-only furniture company. It's inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. As a design trade professional, you are going to love the style and quality of article furniture. That alone is fantastic, but here's the best part. Articles created a trade program specifically for you, busy designers. So check this out. Joining the trade program is free, and there is no minimum to start receiving trade discounts. None, zero. Exclusive designer pricing that cannot be found for less elsewhere on the internet. They offer a standard one-year warranty on all article furniture and the shipping. <laughs> You're going to love the shipping because flat rate in most cases, if not free. And it's fast. Stock items ship in two weeks or less. Two weeks or less, right? They handle special invoicing, tax-exempt purchasing, and the customer service is staffed by design professionals. That is correct. It is, they're staffed by design professionals. These are real people who know what you're trying to accomplish. And best is they have the authority to help you get what you need. They understand, and they're going to help you get the job done. For all the details and to sign up for Article's trade program, please go to cxd.article.com. CXD as in Convo by Design, cxd.article.com. Okay, Back to Sue and Michael from 
uh, Sherwin Williams. This is Color Mix 2019. It's so hard to see these denim. slides. Oh, the denim. So uh, my previous life, I was uh, the design director at Joanne Fabrics, so we did quilting, and this is something we've been seeing pop up for a while, and it is really fun. I mean, when we talk about upcycling, it's nice to see this trend in all of our collections, really, in some way or another, that you cannot... Um, you know, really see anything today without some kind of influence of how what's recycled or upcycled. And I think this slide really shows um, something that fits so well into Wanderer. And then um, this whole idea of raw and refined. Again, I said it on uh, the essential touch slide, but this, again, it's more about the material. It's not about a high gloss finish. It's not about, um, you know, other elements. It's much more about the shape and the form and the material that the objects are made out of. And then Desert Hues. Again, we, we started this with Sincerity last year, and it was more of a Scandinavian modern. I think it has so much better of a home here in Wanderer and the, uh, the American Southwest. But, uh, you know, you just, everywhere I've seen it on, in commercial um, showrooms. I've seen it in, in you know, uh, interior, just normal domestic type of trends. But we cannot, you know, it's a trend that we're seeing over and over again. Sue uh, started off the collection kind of talking about what she's been seeing for a while. And we, we just really have embraced it and feel that, again, here in Wanderer, this is the home for these very desert and uh, warm hues. Yeah, and let me jump in real quick. So our color of the year, which we just announced, is Cavern Clay, which is a terracotta. And that came from the Wanderer palette. That was where the inspiration came from. But let me talk for like two seconds about terracotta. It is definitely a key color in 2019 and 2020. And if you think of it through a different lens, this is not just about wall. Everybody is in love with more metals and copper. How many rose gold things have we looked at? It's an extension of where that sort of warming trend has come in metal. And that's how we're seeing it translate to home. So it can be an accent piece in a kitchen. It can be your sofa. Um, but again, those you're going to continue to see how terracotta really emerges. If you just like go to the to the mall, I mean, every every shop you walk by has got terracotta featured. So we're going to really start seeing that get mainstream next year. So anyway, that was just a quick color of the year. That's comment. great, uh, great to add that one in because um, again, when we get to this the next slide, which is about wood, you're going to see that warm tones again. And also with that, there's that, this tactility there, that whole idea of serousing when you move. You know, unlike uh, Shapeshifter, this isn't really fine detailed, fine tight knit grained wood. This is more about, um, you know, it has a tactile surface to it. It has what I like to call busage, which is you'll see out in uh, social media a lot, which is items that have this, they're beautiful, but they have a high uh, look or like usage to them. They're a little bit worn. So I think that fits really well into the woods you're going to see into this collection for Wanderer. And now we'll go right into our Wanderer gallery. Our third palette is Aficionado. So just as Amazon put every bookstore out of business, they're now building brick-and-mortar bookstores um, because we've come to realize that we need connections, right? We need tactility. We need emotional connections with something, and we need a little bit of the, you know, the idea of getting away from it all. Um, so in Aficionado, we'll talk about um, how we're looking and seeking areas of our lives that we can kind of um, curate and reading nooks and the idea of, of looking inward to sort of get the mindful sort of rest that we need. Um, but the expression is really rich. It's um, The colors are really inspired by menswear specifically. Um, and so that's where the color palette comes from. So here's the video. So here's our mood board. Again, the idea of the reading room, the library, the look. We have, um, we, we've seen rooms designed without this um, 
for quite some time, and now we're seeing designers build them back into their living rooms where there's no technology, there's just a reading space and a bookshelf. Um, and the idea is we live technology every day, it's super vital to us, but sometimes we just need to get away from that. Uh, for influences, we've got Reading Nooks, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Tweety menswear, British culture, and the idea of nostalgia equals nostalgia. I wish I, I coined that phrase, I didn't, I, we, we, we borrowed it, um, but it's a, great, um, it's a great reference. So again, the idea of Reading Nooks, this is, this is the place um, as designers that we want to encourage our clients to go and see. Areas where you can get away from it all without a TV, without any sort of technology. You need a plug to charge something, fine, but get away and read a book. Again, fashion inspiration. Um, at all the design shows in Europe this year, tweeds and, and sort of menswear-inspired tweeds were everywhere. Um, so I see that being a, a key direction in textiles, but the colors are a little punk rock. So um, it's not just about grays and navies and browns and, and, and pinstripe. Um, lots of expiration in this terracotta and sort of autumn colors um, with punches of yellow. British culture, I don't know if um, anybody watched uh, the World Cup this summer, but um, British culture was um, sort of in the forefront um, with Gareth Southgate, who is their, um, who's their coach, and he wore a waistcoat or a vest every, to every match. And sales on waistcoats um, from Marks & Spencer went up 30% as a result. Um, so again, you just see, you know, social media is really powerful, and, and what we see in the media is really powerful. So those references were everywhere, um, certainly Megan and Harry, right? They were the darlings of this summer and sort of their um, unexpected relationship and the way their, their marriage has sort of inspired us and taken um, the idea of what the monarchy was and flipped it on, its, on its head is really exciting to watch, as well as Chelsea Flower Show. That's a huge flower show um, in London every year. And um, the focus was um, the um, British um, 1960s revolution. What was that called? I can't think of it. The, um, the British Invasion. Yeah, British Invasion. And the idea of nostalgia, um, so this, everything, we've seen sort of a mid-century fatigue. Um, CB2, all the, the areas that we shop and look for, um, has sort of been this mid-century only vibe. But what we're seeing emerge is a collision of mid-century, so 50s, 60s, and 70s, inspiration sort of fusing together. Um, this is the Drifter Hotel, this is in New Orleans, it's a, it's a renovation, um, totally brand new, up to date, but you can see the references there from the 80s tile work on the column to sort of how the cabanas are set up at the pool. Um, there's a fusion of many decades of design coming together to create sort of a new vintage look. I'm really inspired by think this. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and you'll continue to see those references pop up. Um, shelter magazines and architecture, it's a, it's a, it's a big time trend. Michael's gonna jump in, finishes the materials. Thanks. Um, so you cannot talk about uh, the sartorial look like when we're talking about the aficionado without talking about plaids, tweeds, all those wonderful uh, textures you get when you weave those different fibers together. And this slide really shows something that we've been seeing uh, over and over again, like plaid never typically goes out of style, but what we've been seeing is this explosion of different scales and different sizes, different color schemes um, is really, really coming back strong into this look and fits so well in the sartorial look. Um, next slide. 
is what you're seeing in a lot of different uh, home goods. Uh, a lot of different, as Sue talked about, the whole mid-century is expanding into the 60s and the 70s as well. You're seeing some of those brutalist looks within here, seeing almost like that Charlie Harper type of whimsical styling within here as well, uh, but also like 70s and uh, you know definitely some more of that Americana feel into this collection, which we think is really fun and really exciting when you see it out in the marketplace and some places really merchandise this well. Um, next slide is this whole idea of minimal luxe. Um, so I do love you know that idea when you think about that sartorial look, that double-breasted suit, but it's done in like a crushed velvet as he's leaning up against that door, uh, so posh. But that also that idea we saw the start in sincerity of uh, this softer shape and furniture, but it's and it's also finished in a softer upholstery. Next slide. Um, Typography. So when I was walking to the show just a little while ago, you'll see this huge quote from Ernest Hemingway in Neon, right? So we've been seeing people use typography, these more whimsical or positive type of sentiments in interior design for a while. And where we're seeing it go uh, going forward is more of a texture, more of a surface design treatment within it, which fits so well when we talk about books, reading nooks, and this whole idea of uh, you know, this British type of culture. And the, the foulard look, which is really, um, I've seen this go, you know, starting, um, showing up in a lot of interior showrooms where these very, uh, almost like, what do you call mini prints or mini geometry prints from old, you know, like the foulards from men's ties, popping in to home decor and they fit so well onto carpets and tiling. It is really an interesting effect when you see it done well. And then we'll go into the wood, and you couldn't have that look without that, you know, that wonderful uh, burled wood like on a Jaguar dashboard right in the middle there. But also Cerusine lives in with this collection, um, and in uh, inlays as well for the wood looks. And now we're going to jump into the aficionado gallery. So our fourth palette is Enthusiast. So this is... All designers just giggle when we look at this. This is all about maximalism. Um, so just enjoy it. It's over the top. Um, but I think what's exciting to, to talk about is the fact that color is back. Um, we had spent so much time, five years, talking about Scandinavian minimalism. This is an explosion in the other direction. So enjoy. Maximalism, what can you say? More is more. Does No rules. Anything goes. Um, the expression here is pattern on texture, on color, on playful motifs, um, and <laughs> it just reveals something really um, over the top. We'll talk about, obviously, more specifically about maximalist trend, um, pattern collision, artistic expression, and more is more for influences. Um, okay, so where did this maximalism thing started? Um, last year in Milan at, at Salone um, for Milan Design Week, there was a lot of designers exploring this trend, um, and it literally is so over the top. But it's all about color, it's all about texture, it's all about expression. Um, and I think this is directly a pendulum swing from all the minimalism and all the Scandinavian design that we've all loved, which was you know a, a break from something else before that. Um, so again, um, you'll continue to see these references, strong fashion references here as well, um, as well as pattern collision. Uh, I mean, again, folk motifs on brocades, on soft crushed velvet, um, and the only rule is that there is no rule. Artistic expression, um, we're looking, we're taking heavy cues from um, the art. 
um, art movements, um, painters and sculptors um, and artists that are putting out really bright, bold um, palettes and, and, and patterns and colors and textures um, are really re leading the charge here um, in design. So there were two designers, um, sort of iconic, Tony Duquette and Robert Venturi. Robert Venturi was an architect that really was a prominent in the 80s and 90s um, who had done collections for Knoll. And he coined the phrase, less is more, less is a bore. Um, so again, it's, these are two designers that really celebrated the idea of maximalism and sort of the over-the-top, over-designed, over-styled aesthetic. sure if, if you've seen that or had the opportunity to see it um, but as designers I highly recommend it even if you don't like you know action whatever like superhero movies it is so stunningly beautiful um, and the idea is um, it's just an explosion of all things that are Africa and it's called Afri Afrofuturism which I'll cover in just a second but here's the mood board celebrating heritage craft um, you know this was an image from Maison and Objet um, from January these like elevated images of um, African tribal women. Um, so again, this is an emerging trend. You're going to really start to see it um, in the next two years. But the idea of the maiden Africa influence, Ubuntu, responsible tourism, and again, Afrofuturism. So as uh, social media and globalization and the maker movement changes how we market and develop products, um, designers in Africa are finally having a voice and are, are starting to be able to globalize and, and merchandise and sell the products that they've manufactured. And their origins are basically, um, you know, ancient African herbs and, and methods. Um, so the celebration is really beautiful and it looks really new and fresh. This idea of Ubuntu, you know, last year we talked about Huga and all things Scandinavian and the inward look and coziness. Um, I think this, this concept is super beautiful. Um, it's of Southern African origin, and it basically is humanity towards other, you know, being good to others, um, considering humans first. Um, so um, sort of a, a prevailing feeling in Africa um, as related to humanity and, and um, just super, just beautiful. We can all use a little of that. Uh, responsible tourism, as everyone get, wants to get out and travel to the farthest reaches of the globe. Africa is certainly a destination, so we have to be responsible stewards of what we're going to see um, and celebrate and um, not destroy um, all that is ancient and amazing in Africa. Afrofuturism. So it's the idea where um, ancient meets technological. And uh, Black Panther really celebrates that. This is not a, a new theme. It's sort of been around for the last 35 to 40 years. And the idea is newer designers are taking those um, sort of ancient roots and, and old ideas and bringing them to the forefront through technology. Finishes and materials. Okay. So for Reconteur, finishes and materials, uh, when we talked about upcycling and wanderer, you're going to see that continue here into uh, Reconteur with this wonderful chip. This is the whole idea of using what's around you, um, upcycling the tiles and getting these wonderful effects and these wonderful patterns and colors out of that. This baked clay, it's kind of similar to wanderer as well, but just that effect of the environment when you're talking about uh, you know, that whole Africa as a setting. And then pattern, you know, this could almost fit into the enthusiast uh, collection as well. It's just so bright and wonderful. But then again, this is so indigenous to Africa. 
And then um, as far as finishes materials, wovens, and again, I think this is very similar to what we were looking at in Wanderer with the leather. This is a very austere treatment um, as far as decor and these lighting effects, and it has kind of a modern touch to it. And polished concrete. So this is an age-old technique, but again, when you think about the African climate, to have you know the the coolness of a polished concrete underneath your feet, and the, you know that has a wonderful patina to it, depending on what finishes you have. There's just a lot of really great things as a design element that can you use that you can use with the uh, polished con concrete effect. And then the whole idea of these heirlooms, the theme is called raconteur, so it's all about storytelling. So when you have these embellishments, this wall decor, et cetera, around your home, the whole idea is that there is a bigger story behind them. It's just not um, kitsch hanging around. There's, it's a much deeper meaning, like when you were talking about Ubuntu, it's this whole idea of a, a, you know, a connection between people, the whole idea of we, the way we communicate. And then for wood finishes, you know, you can see right away, very, very warm textures, that whole idea of upcycling. You can't see it probably from where you're sitting, but some of these have nails and screws in them as they've been reused and used over and over again. But again, that whole idea of worn and cracked and a little, you know, sunbaked in a way, feeling within the wood uh, textures. <laughs> Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vendome Furniture. Design culture, it's the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendome pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendome products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique and they beg to be enjoyed. They search the planet for the right designers that embody the Vendome spirit and work together to create remarkable pieces into an exclusively Vendome mode of expression. And if you haven't seen Vendome before, you can check them out in uh, some of the Convo by Design videos you'll find on our YouTube channel. But you can find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in L.A., or online at Vendome.com. <laughs>